The Wrestling Life. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 243, it is August, uh, I don't know, 14th or 15th, 2020, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week. And as always, so many, many things that we cannot talk about right here on the first and only wrestling podcast. That's right. Well, WWE is setting up a residency at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. So they're going to be moving from one empty building in Orlando to another empty building in Orlando. Yeah, but we're we're going to we're going to maybe get some Fox Saturday baseball digital fans in the crowd. That's exciting. I suppose like eventually this could be a good thing, but I think it's just a big nothing burger right now. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I mean until they start like casually letting people in, like I guess like like other wrestling companies do now. Um, yeah, it's kind of just I assume it'll be the same. They will have NXT people around the ring, and I guess it'll be a bigger building, so you can bring more of like your you know, your LED screens and stuff, and if you want, and set up a little bigger. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the content of the shows, I think it's going to be pretty accurate. Uh, I think it's pretty accurate to say that they're going to be similar. That's right. It's not It's not going to fix the booking to put this <laughs> in an empty area now. It sure is not. It's kind of like you just, you, you just, there's a big hot pound of poop. And people just keep pooping on it, and it's just, just, it's just more and more poop every day. And then someone comes and like puts a pat on top of the poop, and you're like, well, now it's fancier. And you're like, okay, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a giant pile of poop. This is not my most uh, highbrow metaphor, but it's the metaphor that came to mind. So there we are. Well. Uh, SummerSlam title for you. Yep, SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. What is going on with these dumb subtitles? Someone, someone told them this is a good idea. But like when UFC does subtitles, it's like the main event of the show. Didn't right? di- didn't used to be. It didn't used to be. They used to come up with a weird subtitle too. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, I, and like it doesn't. It's not that on the list of things again that WWE needs to to work on or tweak or fix. This is low on on the uh, on the list. But every time I see that graphic, it like throws me off. So I'm like, okay, it's SummerSlam. And then I'm like, what is this? Is this another like wacky stipulation match? And then I'm like, oh no, just the tagline is you'll never see it coming. All right just throws me off every time I see a match graphic for this show. Yeah. So how do you feel about SummerSlam? Are you excited for Randy Orton getting another title shot? Hell yeah. I'm ready for him to win that belt. You know, feel- there's a discussion this week about, you know, 
AEW overtaking WWE in 18 to 34 last week. And, you know, it's a little early to go ahead and uh, bury WWE, uh, you know, give their eulogy, however you want to put it. But um, I do think it is worth asking, like, should we just reboot the, the, the brand names and try to put a fresh paint of coat on uh, on WWE, or is there still equity in things like Raw and SmackDown, or in does any of this matter as long as Vince is pulling the trigger and Randy Orton is getting his three hundred millionth title shot? I mean, I think any of those sort of cosmetic changes could be helpful, but it would be short term. Um, like a lot of their their ideas, like you'll see viewership go up for a couple of weeks when they try something new and wacky. And then before you know it, we're back down to where we were or sometimes even lower. So, yeah, I mean, you could try that and it might give you a little short short term boost. But, yeah, I think it's right. I mean, if you compare it even to a year ago, like people know it's not like they have bad brand awareness, right? They, right. The shows have been on as long as I've been alive and people know it's there. They're just not watching it for some reason. And I don't think again, like maybe you get a little bit of curiosity if you change the name and you change up the, you know, if you totally overhauled the production, that's the other thing. But yeah, as long as the same three, boomers are writing the show and the same one dude is producing all the shows it's gonna look and feel the same so you know it's it's hard hard like i said i I could see that having a short-term benefit and maybe it would be it would be better than doing nothing you know like i don't want to i don't want to throw the i don't want to throw it out completely like it's worth nothing like yes if you've tried to freshen things up and came up with some new names and some new ideas great but as long as it's the uh, the same artist painting the portrait, so to speak, uh, it's there's going to be this the same issues are going to come through. Sure, there's only so many times you can throw Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt at me <laughs> before I get really mad, <laughs> and <laughs> I I just hope SummerSlam's the end of that program. Randy Orton's great, but I never need to see him again as long as I live. Yeah. Uh, They're going to kill my favorite wrestler again by giving her a title ring with zero successful title defenses. (laughs) Like, I'm not psyched for SummerSlam. (laughs) None none of this seems fun. (laughs) Yeah, there, we're kind of lacking, right? This doesn't feel... I guess Drew and Randy is kind of a new match, so that's like... That, that at least feels like kind of... I mean, you think of SummerSlam as like the second or third biggest show of the year, so you think like, you're, hey, you're getting like a couple big-time main event matches, and it's like, what, if you look around at what they're building to, it's like, well, we have Randy Orton and Drew. Okay, that's at least a new match. We have Sasha and Asuka, which we've seen four times and have gotten a bad finish every time. We have uh, with Clown Bray against against Bronny the Strowman. And then it's like, what else? 
on the on those undercards, it's like it's the same five people have been feuding for six months. We got the Street Profits and and uh, Garza and Andrade, and we have uh, we I don't, I don't like Man- I think Mandy and Sonya are still feuding nine months after their breakup, and yeah, like like what I mean, what else? What's what what else you got for me? Like uh, they're teasing AJ Styles and, and and Jeff Hardy, which hey, you put that match together in two thousand eight, I'd be all over it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen that match in two thousand ten and two thousand eleven, and it wasn't it wasn't great. So I, and I don't think another decade is uh, gonna make it better. So we'll see. Well, we will see. But yeah, I agree. I think it's lacking. And I understand nothing really feels like real good, you know, big box office pro wrestling when you're wrestling in an arena with no fans. But yeah, I think even just from a like from a just, you know, meat and potatoes, what what stuff are you putting together to get people excited? It's a lot of rematches of programs we've been watching since like the night after WrestleMania, basically some of them, even before that. Yeah. Biggie, you know, Miz and Morrison, like it's just, it's the same eight people. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember remember they were going to push Drew Gulak for like two weeks and then he was, then he, his contract expired and they like let him sit for a week and then they brought him back. And then, I don't know, I, I guess Seth and Dominic is, like, I think that match might have the most intrigue for people. Can, can we talk about how painful and terrible that segment was on Monday, where they beat that poor large adult child? <laughs> they beat him for real. <laughs> like, like I I know there's a certain amount of you got to bring him into the business. Make sure he respects it. Right. Right. But that's BS. And it was BS 22 years ago when Hulk Hogan did it to David Flair with a weight belt. That And Flair for years said he wanted to kill Hogan because Hogan did that to him. And it's it, it goes on in every company. It's going on in New Japan right now where... The worst tag team in the business right now is Ghetto and Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> and they have bad matches, and they, they, they're they not really all that over. And so Ghetto has taken to uh, whipping the Young Lions with his belt during matches. I guess because it's easy heat. So it's like, now you got the double whammy of, with those guys, of... You're going to have bad matches, and you're going to be hurt for real getting whipped by this guy's belt. And I guess it's not that there's not the danger of having a bad match, I think, with Seth Rollins and Dominic. Maybe there is. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't put anything past Seth, but uh, <laughs> we had to beat Ray's kid for real. Like, that was really disgusting to me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy that and I also like the promo before where they're doing the contract signing is like I mean god no, like look like Dominic's father is not the greatest promo of all time but he has a certain like sincerity and cadence that I think makes you want to root for him when he does speak. Uh Dominic doesn't seem to have that and also they gave him like the most overwritten tripe 
to recite. And again, I know complaining about overwritten WWE promos is like, you know, complaining about water being wet. But it was like it was a bad promo followed by them beating Humberto Carrillo for the trillionth time, followed by them beating up Ray's kid for real. So I don't know, man. It didn't. Like I said, I think that still is probably the match I'm most excited or most interested. I shouldn't say excited. I most, I would say, has my interest the most. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. I was concerned. I was watching that angle before they took, uh, before Dominic took his shirt off. I'm like, all right. Well, the bad news is here at some point Dominic's got to take his shirt off and it ain't going to be good. And he can he can wrestle in a singlet which will uh hide your man boobs a little bit and hold your gut in. But that's not still not ideal. And then he took his shirt off and it's like, "Well, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be." <laughs> it's just a it's just a very sh- strange physique man child. <laughs> yeah it's like it's somewhere between like it's not he's not otis out there but he's no you know he's maybe he's in like the sam zane ballpark sure sure right you know you ever wonder what ray would well i guess we we know what ray looked like before chemical enhancement yeah and, af- and after chemical enhancement and i don't know where ray is on the spectrum now but anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> hey, uh, Wednesday night NXT and uh, AEW this week. There's a live AEW, which means that it's going to be written and paced like a 2007 episode of Impact <laughs> versus a taped show where everything has time to breathe and... Uh, things flow very nicely, so I wasn't as down on impact on uh, in, yeah dynamite this week as a lot of people were. I just thought it had a lot of timing and pacing issues. But what did you think of the show? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't think uh, I really enjoyed the opener with uh, Evil Uno and Stu- Evil Uno and Steve Grayson. Uh, Steve Grayson. I'm I can't talk tonight. Sorry. Uh, I really enjoyed the opener with with Evil Uno and Stu Grayson uh, against the Young Bucks. I thought that was a really good match, despite Jim Ross trying his very, very best to ruin it. Um, but I, I hate to beat that dead horse for the trillionth time. But he sucks, and he take him off TV, please. He's he's a he's a detriment to everything that's going on. Uh, I want to cut my wrists every time he says, "Stu, don't call me Dick Grayson." He thinks he like, think, yeah, that must yeah. be the funniest joke in the world to him. Right. It's like it's a it's a play on words or, or pun or turn of phrase or whatever. It's cute the first time you hear it, maybe. But uh, we're on week forty five of Dynamite now, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm just it was just really struck me more so than even most weeks as. Like, it wasn't even like they were doing a bunch of double teams in the ring. Nick Jackson, like, Matt Matt Jackson gets worked over. He finally makes the hat tag. Nick Jackson makes his great hot tag comeback, one of the best, like, tag team comebacks in all of wrestling. And, like, he just, like, does a super, and he, like, you know, does a flip to the outside, and he's going to beat up. He's beating up both men. He's jumping in and out of the ring. Right. 
and like Taz is trying to call moves and Tony is trying to put over how exciting it is. <laughs> and Jim Ross is like yelling over top of them about how the ref really needs to get control of this out here. Is the referee going to get control? And I'm like, shut, shut up, old man. Shut up. <laughs> shut your stupid fat face. I hate you. You're not good at your job anymore. And you're ruining this. You're ruining the most fun part of the show for me. <laughs> we talked we talked about this off the air, but Tony Schiavone to me is like the perfect third guy in a booth right now in that he doesn't really add anything, but I will say that Tony doesn't take away from the from the uh, my enjoyment of the show, and if anything, he is very positive and uh excited to be there and he's very positive about everything and he's always he puts everybody over mm-hmm. and his his role is pretty much he's there to like read the merch plugs and just generally be enthusiastic and he's very yeah. good at he's very and, good at that and there's also an advantage that he like watches all the stuff that the company does yes like he watches aew dark he watches being the elite so like he knows to like not only to plug those things for, you know, cynical, like, merchandise purposes, but also to be like, hey, we've seen these two teaming up and getting a lot of wins on AEW Dark. Right. Or, you know, or whatever. Like, he'll throw that in every once in a while. Yeah, he's he's a fine addition to that booth. Right. And obviously Excalibur is on his uh, racism sabbatical. <laughs> and so we have Taz in there, who, again, a fine a fine color guy, but you have, like, basically three none of those guys can do play-by-play excalibur when he's there like does play-by-play and his own color right um but at least yeah like you said tony can add you know can add a little a little you know he's he's the icing on the cake or whatever that that's all fine yeah jim ross just just absolutely trying to ruin these shows for me but other than that i thought it was a fine episode I wish they had given more time. I, I think I saw you write about this in your report at uh, WrestlingObserver.com, but really thought that angle with, with Tully and Arn and the Rock and Roll Express and the FTR turning heel, like I thought that was really, really good. And then it's like three seconds after they hit that pile driver, they're cutting to an interview with Mike Kyoto. Yeah. Uh, that's unexcused. That's like inexcusable to me. And like, I get it that it's a Jericho storyline and it was going to play into the dumb main event. But also, maybe if you want to tell that story, like build it up over a few weeks. Don't just announce, hey, have Jericho reference something from 20 years ago and then be like, and then pay it off in the main event of the same show. Like, that's just straight up TNA stuff right there. Yeah. And to cut away from like what was a really good, like good, strong, as good of like a heat angle as you can do in a, you know, in a place with no real fans or not very many real fans. That was like as good as it gets. But they immediately cut to a Mike Kyoto interview and that I was like, oh, come on, you just got to. And again, that goes back to your point about them just not knowing how to pace live shows, I guess. Right. They've had timing issues since week one. And, you know, we're legitimately like week 45 now and the, mm-hmm. i'm just 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 they're they're never gonna get those ironed out so <laughs> this is Enjoy. as good as it's getting whether you Enjoy. like it or you don't it's not it, getting better or worse like no. or sometimes it's worse actually i have a vague recollection of like some story well with Kyoto and rob van dam and jericho or something 
I don't know if that's what he was referencing or if this is like the one where like Batista bladed or something. It's like that's what I thought it was referencing, but I but that wasn't 25 years ago or whatever the hell Jericho. No, said, it so. wasn't. And they also they never explained it. So like how many what percentage of the audience like I know we're pretty much just down to the hardcores now but if like this is literally my job and I can't I don't know what the, what specifically what he's talking about off the top of my head how was the nuance of that story lost on everyone <laughs> Yeah, and again, maybe you bring him in this week and you mention it offhand, or you have Jericho on commentary while Mike Coyote's in the ring refing a match, and he references it, and then you pay, and it's you know Chekhov's gun, and then three weeks later you right. decide to capitalize on that. Great, sure. but to bring him in and then just in the middle, like I said, cutting away from a really good angle to that, and having Jericho be like, "You better, you know, cheat for me when I want you to." And right. then in the main event of the very same show, he refuses to cheat for Jericho. It's like, God, that's so that's eight weeks of storytelling you just did in like an hour. Yes. Well, that's what they do. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they do. Also, just wrestling now. I saw a lot of uh, Jericho was trending on Twitter and I went and looked why uh, <laughs> that that night. Not, you know, not the three days before where he was having uh, COVID parties in the Dakotas. Yeah. Uh, that night, and it was a lot of oh man, what was wrong with Jericho tonight? Jericho sure was off tonight, and it's like people, uh, have you watched Chris Jericho wrestling <laughs> matches <laughs> in the last like three years? Have I missed something where like people still thought he was like people good... still think he's good? Like I think he can have an entertaining like brawl. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like his yeah. brawls that he had in New Japan were were fun, kind of wacky. I think they got a little old yeah. and a little long in the tooth by the last couple. But like that was novel. That was novel at first. But like as far as like good pure wrestling matches, I don't think he's had one since like I don't know, like since he wrestled Neville in Japan like eight years ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, but people still think he's good. All right. Oh, that's oh, that's right. His uh, his not to get too inside baseball here, but his his the guy who runs his website got <laughs> mad at you for saying that, didn't he? Yes. Yes. And I have angry Jerichoholics in my mentions for uh, 24 hours. That's great, <laughs> but then they all probably caught an infectious disease and <laughs> had other things on their mind after that. Yeah. So we've also known for quite some time that good family man Chris Jericho uh, is is dumb. <laughs> but he he really went out of his way to to drive that point home by having COVID parties. I mean, uh, concerts uh, yes. in, in Sturgis and somewhere in North Dakota as well uh, last weekend. So he's an idiot, but we already knew that. It's just – and, I'm like, look, it was irresponsible and dumb no matter what, but you don't even have, like, the, the – fake justification of like well it was a tape dynamite week so he wasn't like no he went back to jacksonville yes. and was in a building and guess what tests can still come back negative and you can still have it as several people several people in wrestling in fact have found out yep over the past couple of months so the idea that oh well i passed the test it's like yeah you can pass probably multiple tests on the same day yep. and then you could still have it 
and still give it to other people. And you're wrestling live in the main event of a show and then taping another show a couple days later. Yep. Like, screw you, man. Like what? And like, it's in like, to me, that's set. Like, don't let him come. Like if you're, if you're the boss of that promotion, don't tell him if you do that show, you're not coming to TV. Like that's it. Like fine. Do it. Shoot an angle where you have to delay the, where you have to delay the match for two weeks, but you don't let that guy come to TV after he's been that irresponsible and that careless with your, like, okay. Yeah. Chris Jericho is a big star, but if he infects all your other big stars and everyone's out <laughs> for two weeks, how much money are you going to make then? How, how high do you think the viewership's going to be when your main event is Alex Silver versus Kip Sabian? They didn't do that. So they put him on TV. They sure did. Yeah, great. I got uh, very little else that I'm going to get into. Uh, NXT, uh, I did not get to see NXT this week. Uh, what did you see of it, and uh, what did you think? I thought there was some all right stuff on it. They did the wacky fireball in the contract. <laughs> you know, that old trick uh, mm. with Keith Lee and, and Karrion Cross, because uh, we got to do magic, because yes. uh, Bruce... Bruce's fingerprints are on that show now, too. And yes. uh, he loves magic. So I have to say, uh, I loved uh, last week on NXT when the retired punter uh, knocked out Adam Cole. I thought that was a lot of fun. And yes. uh, especially when his dad, when his dad, Triple H, uh, then made the challenge for him. Um, I thought that was really funny. Yes. And uh, then, Adam Cole cut a, then Adam Cole cut a big, serious, tough guy promo this week. And it was... It was a good promo because, you know, Adam Cole's a good promo. But uh, coming off of getting knocked out by a punter and then having your dad make the challenge for you, it was uh, it felt a little flat. But that's still probably the most compelling program on NXT for me right now. So there's that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Asuka won a, uh, a battle royal tonight to uh, earn a shot at the SmackDown Women's title at SummerSlam as well. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Of course you did. Why? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, I guess. Yeah. So we get uh, Oscar versus Bailey, and we get Oscar versus Sasha Banks. So. So there's just no women on SmackDown, huh? Well, Mandy and Sonya are gonna have a hair are gonna have a hair match. Why? After they already cut <laughs> after they cut a little bit of Mandy's hair off already, I'm not sure. But uh, also, I like that the uh, their idea was, hey, let's make Mandy ugly. Let's cut three quarters of an inch off her hair <laughs> right we we're pretending like she's disfigured now like she's two-faced right right because right. her hair is a little shorter yeah. yeah it's it's pretty good it's pretty good stuff um i mean that's fine i hope it's the kevin nash hair match where you don't actually get your head shaved and right you just kind of have short hair from now on <laughs> yeah it'd be great yeah kevin nash is uh you know our favorite wrestler collectively here on this show. And uh, he lost a hair match to Jericho and then didn't lose his hair. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) See the shoot, the Punisher. That's right. I mean, can't fight Tom Jane with a bald head. That's right. Hey, so uh, NWA is coming back and uh, running shows. I could not possibly care any less about this, but uh, they uh, really grind. They're really grinding your gears. (laughs) They're going to do weekly pay-per-views. Yes. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but yeah. the NWA 
is going to do weekly pay-per-views in lieu of television or YouTube. It's hilarious. No one in this stupid, stupid industry full of carny dumbasses ever learns a single effing thing. It's amazing. Nobody has ever learned a single lesson. Nope. We don't learn anything ever. Nope. Billy Corrigan, idiot. (laughs) Oh, big dummy. Also like a, you know, right-wing conspiracy nut, but... Also, just apropos of that, like, uh, not counting that, he's also just bad at running a wrestling company, too. Sure. He's a, he's a bad businessman. That, you know, that's pretty undoubtedly true. Like, you know, Remember when whatever. he put, like, $80 million of his own money into Impact and then somehow still couldn't own that company? He still couldn't own the company, and then his big, like, his big play to get in the wrestling business was to buy a bunch of dead intellectual property. <laughs> it's yep. like what? Wow, you own the NWA name. <laughs> it's like wow, you have the rights to uh, the Nature Boy Buddy Roberts. <laughs> like what? Are you... <laughs> Buddy Rogers, rather not. Buddy hey, there's Roberts. some public. <laughs> there's some public domain footage of Dusty and Harley Race he can use. I'm sure. Not much. Not <laughs> much. All right. Uh, is there anything else, you want, anything else you want to get into? No, I think it's time for the main event. All right, I have no idea how to set this up other than we're just gonna we're just gonna play this cameo here. Hello, Ethan. It is your girl, the legit boss, Sasha Banks, and this is from your lovely wife Anna, who wanted me to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ethan. I hope it's a blast, amazing non-stressful incredible day for you as in every single day in your life i hope it's amazing um i want to thank you so much for being a fan thank you for writing awesome articles only about good things i hope ethan and i want to thank you so much for loving sasha banks and keep on requesting me versus trish stratus one day because that is a dream match that i want to accomplish so ethan i hope you have an amazing day I'm going to make sure I tell Ryu that you said hello as well. And thank you for being a fan of his as well. Um, thank you for being part of the Sasha crew. Thank you for everything. Um, all my love and gratitude towards you and your family. I hope you have a blessed and safe day, Ethan. Be well. How about that? Your your wife just, she won all birthdays with that one. Yeah, the bar's been raised. Like, I have no idea how I'm ever going to buy successfully buy a, a birthday or Christmas gift ever again. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that bar is uh has been raised and possibly high, but that uh you know jokes aside, that's a that's a pretty darn cool thing. And hey, she's gonna she you got to let her know that your personal mission in life is to book her <laughs> versus Trish Stratus. So Yes. You're you're you know you know what they say, you know, put put what you want out into the universe and just keep saying it until it happens and there you go. Well, I specifically started very small with that one and that uh I got a photo of the two of them together and it was like, I need to have the two of them sign this. And then I, I made it happen like in a span of two days. Like <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> Well, I went to an appearance with one of them, and then I went to an appearance with the other one, and they both signed the photo. It's like, all right, well, now we just got to get into wrestle each other. I feel like that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a little more difficult, but uh, we never say never, and we don't go skiing, so. 
<laughs> Those are the rules. Yeah. All right, that's all we got. Uh, you'll never see it coming. <laughs> so until next time, everybody. And I'm Liam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was your sign off. <laughs> no, may as well then, and we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features. How are we doing? Oh, you know. (laughs) Yep. Isn't that like the most useless question to ask someone now? It's 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 on the list. <laughs> I feel weird and bad every day, forever, and everyone else does too. Yes, yes. Saw one of those uh, stupid memes the other day that was like, uh, "Good list of positives about being an adult. Uh, no one can no one can tell you what to do. No bedtime. You feel sad all the time." <laughs> You can eat ice cream for breakfast. Uh, you can't sleep. You have a weird stomach ache all the time. It's like, yeah, that's all pretty accurate. Yeah. I try to keep on keeping on.